When you stop and think about all that's going on here in the good old USA today, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is The Truth Hurts Program. Well, today is July 30th, 2020, and it is officially National Whistleblower Appreciation Day. The Continental Congress unanimously enacted the first whistleblowing legislation on July 30th, 1778. Congress has since designated July 30th as National Whistleblower Appreciation Day. So if you've got some dirt on a co-worker or a boss or a customer or anyone you're affiliated with, and you want to be appreciated for it, today's the day to blow the whistle. We're going to talk about a different topic in just a few moments. Phrases and words that are considered racist. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Listening to the Truth Hurts program is the highlight of my day. Okay, it really is not. But that's what Steve Z told me to say. I am not oppressed because I am a computer. And we are sad to report today the death of Herman Cain at age 74. The Republican outspoken radio talk show host, television commentator, former Republican presidential candidate and former chief executive officer of Godfather's Pizza tested positive for coronavirus back in June. He had been hospitalized for some time. The world, at least half of the world, will miss Mr. Herman Cain. Herman Cain, dead at age 74. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been hospitalized yet again for yet another bout with cancer. The 87-year-old, very liberal jurist, says she will stay on and fight. I'm sure they're keeping her alive by every means necessary to keep her from dying before the November election, because for her to die before then would mean Donald Trump would get yet another try at adding yet another conservative to the Supreme Court. I'm not overly happy with the two he's gotten so far after looking at some of the decisions and some of the opinions that they have rendered. But if Ms. Ginsburg does go on to the great beyond, it would give Trump another opportunity to place a conservative on the court. Bill Montgomery age 80 has passed due to complications from coronavirus. If you're not familiar with Bill Montgomery, he was the co-founder of Turning Point USA, a conservative student organization. Bill Montgomery was an outspoken conservative. He co-founded the group. 
with Charlie Kirk, if you recall Kirk, earlier on in the news. He's survived by his wife, Edie, and two children. Remember the coin shortage. A newly opened Taco Bell restaurant in Newman, California, will give a free taco to anyone who pays for their order with rolled coins. The restaurant created the offer after being informed by its bank that there was a limit that they could take out in coin withdrawals. This is not the first Taco Bell restaurant to offer food for coin. Lynchburg, Lynchburg, Virginia, Chick-fil-A is running a similar promotion this week. So, gather your coins, put them in the little roll holders, and take them on down to Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A if you live in one of those two cities, and you'll get something for your efforts. Who says your pennies aren't worth anything? After 15 years on the Chicago Police Department, the newly appointed Deputy Chief of Criminal Networks was found dead on Tuesday from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound, the latest in a history of suicides at the Chicago Police Department. You better check, make sure Hillary wasn't around. Dion Boyd, age 57, was sworn into his new post on July 15th after serving 30 years on the force. The national suicide rate among police officers, police officers is about 18 per 100,000 as of 2017, but the rate of police suicides in Chicago is 60% higher. And it's no doubt when you have mayors and governors and city administrations looking to defund police and everyone's criminalizing police, there's no wonder why the suicide rate has gone so high. Deputy Chief Boyd was a man who commanded respect. Our deepest condolences go out to his family and friends, particularly his two sons, who are now grieving over this unimaginable loss. Please keep his family and friends in your thoughts and prayers, the chief of police said in an interview. I wonder what Lori Lightfoot has to say about this. I don't see any commentary about her feeling bad for the death of a police officer that she wants to defund. And the anybody against Trump and everybody against Trump crowd has floated a story saying Trump on Thursday suggested the implausible scenario of delaying the 2020 election, which would actually take an act of Congress. He raised the idea supposedly while on an all-out campaign against mail-in voting. He said in a tweet, With universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It's just a simple question, and he put it out there in order to get some people's opinions. Of course, the liberal media jumped on this immediately, trying to say that Trump knows he's going to lose and he's doing anything and everything in his power to delay the election in the hopes that a cure for coronavirus will be found and the economy will turn around prior to the election. Presumptive Democratic nominee Gropey Joe Biden previously speculated that Trump would try to push the election back at an April fundraiser. Biden predicted over the old teleprompter, mark my words, I think he's going to try to kick back the election somehow, come up with some rationale why it can't be held, unquote. Oh, Biden, you read so well.
Hey Earl, it's me, J-Bob. What are you and Manny doing this coming weekend? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, instead of staying to the house, why don't you come on down to Austin and watch the protest with me? It'll be fun, and it sure beats sitting over to your house watching Bubba make three hours of left-hand turns or losing another NASCAR race. Besides, they say the Blue Lives Matter car is racist, so they ain't a-letting it a run this weekend. I ain't watching no more NASCAR myself. Come on, Earl. Come on down to protest with me. I hear the snowflakes are whining about the cops, and the cops are going to use the real tear gas and rubber bullets and everything. I hear they got one in their water cannons, too. It's going to be so much fun watching those rioters are running away with their tails tucked between their legs. Hey, I'll bring the beer, the lawn chairs, and we can watch from the bed of my pickup. You know, the big black four-wheel driving with the blue line down the side. The one with the rolling coal smoker exhaust system, Charlie Daniels music a blaring, and my new train horn a blasting. Yeah, the one with the stars and bars flag in the bed. Like I said, Earl, it sure beats sitting to the house watching Chris Cuomo align to that television set again. All right, I'll see you there. The Austin, Texas Department of Tourism invites you downtown this weekend. It's going to be a riot. Know those thoughts that are eating away at your brains? Steve Z is letting them out. Refreshing, isn't it? This is the Truth Hurts program. My buddy Jimmy W. from Texas shared a bit of wisdom with me, so I decided to modify it a little and share it with you with some additional personal commentary throughout. So here we go. I don't care what country you came from. I don't care what country your parents came from, or your grandparents, or your great-grandparents, or your great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. Those who came here came either by choice or by chain. Those who came by choice, they had the option to leave at any time, as did their ancestors. To those who came by chain, many had no choice at first to leave. But after 1863, and the chains were cut and removed, they had the option to return to the land of their ancestors. They had that option. To the ancestors of anyone other than Native American indigenous, you know, the Indians, feathers, not dots, all of you have the option to leave. Airplanes and boats leave this country each and every day. As for me and for my family, we were fortunate. We came here by choice. My grandfather on my mother's side came from Bordeaux, France in 1896. My grandmother on my mother's side came from Acadia in Nova Scotia, you know, Canada, in 1898. My grandfather on my father's side came here from what is now Croatia, then it was Yugoslavia, in 1905. My grandmother from my father's side came from Germany in 1906. All of my family came here to the United States of America legally, entering through legal ports of entry and became United States citizens. After they were here, they all had the chance to leave at any point during their many decades of life in America. They went through the Great Depression. They stayed. They went through two world wars. They stayed. They went through recessions, the energy crisis, additional conflicts and wars, and they stayed. They went through civil discourse, civil unrest, race issues, and the Cold War, and they stayed. When they, my grandparents, came to America legally, 
It was because they sought a better life and they sought opportunities that this growing country had to offer. They had something to offer to the nation. The government allowed controlled immigration because A, the government needed skilled people and they welcomed anyone who could contribute to a growing nation. And B, the nation had controlled immigration policies to keep a balance of infrastructure versus incoming immigrants who could contribute to the controlled growth. They bore offspring. They taught those children the value of being American. They taught them why they were fortunate to be in such a nation as opposed to some of the places they came from. They taught their children, my parents, about family values, about hard work, about education, about right from wrong, about religion. They taught my parents about respect for your elders and for authority. My parents respected the nation into which they were born. My parents were born before the Great Depression, so they too experienced many of the same hardships. And they too stayed. My grandparents did not come here waving the French flag or the German flag or the Yugoslavian flag. They came here and waved the American flag. You know, the red, white, and blue, the one nation under God. They learned to speak the language of America, which is English. All signs were printed in English. Most books were printed in English. All schools taught English because English is the language of the nation. They were not told that they had to abandon all ties to their native cultures. They were not told that they could not cook the foods they enjoyed. They were not told they had to stop speaking privately in their native tongues. But they all understood that they had to learn English in order to do business in this country and in order to assimilate into the American culture. A melting pot of British, Irish, Scottish, German, Italian, French, Spanish, Russian, African, Indian, both kinds, native indigenous and from India, Chinese, Japanese, and other Oriental countries, and South American immigrants as well, all who came here for one reason. They wanted to become Americans. They did not try and force the French language or the German language into the rest of America. They did openly offer to teach anyone who wanted to learn German or French as a second language or a third language in exchange for they themselves getting to learn English just a little bit better. People who are coming into America today and over the past two or three decades have a different view. They feel like they're entitled, they're owed something, and they have their right to impose their flag, their customs, their native language, their religion, their holidays, their values, or lack thereof, into and onto the American people and that the American people should not only accept and condone it, but should be forced to embrace it by fiat, by law, by ordinance, or by regulation. Listen, I have no issue with anyone from any part of the world coming to America, legally, playing by our laws, our rules, laws for which men and women in this nation have laid down their lives, sacrificed eyes and limbs to protect, laws for which men and women took an oath to uphold. I have no issue with anyone from any foreign land legally entering this nation. The controlled immigration should be based on merit, however, now that the nation is nearing its capacity for population. We're almost full, especially when many choose to enter illegally and then place a burden on the capacity and the infrastructure and the economy. 
I have no issue with these legal immigrants sharing their culture, their food, their customs, their religious beliefs, and their holidays with America. Sharing is fine, as long as it is not forced upon America and mandated. As long as they don't demand that we, the American people as a whole, as long as we're not ordered to adopt these foreign beliefs, these customs, these religions, these holidays, these flags, and especially as long as these immigrants don't demand that we, Americans, remove our nation's flag, customs, holidays, beliefs, values, or other things that Americans hold near and dear to our hearts. Remember folks, the door swings both ways. If you are here with the intent to attempt to force me, or even expect me, to remove my American flag, my religion, my values, my customs, my holidays, my food, my slogan, or my language, because it offends you, I suggest you turn your happy ass around and go back to wherever the hell it was you came from. I will not bow to the East at three o'clock or the West because of your religion. I will not salute the flag of your country of origin. I will not stop eating what I want because you and your religion might be offended by it. I will not kneel down for your God or your pagan idol or your flag or your movement. If this is what you're expecting, then turn your happy ass around and head back to wherever you came from, whatever hellhole you were fortunate enough to escape from. Whether your ancestors came to America by choice or by chain, every single person in the United States of America today, in the year 2020, is here as a free individual. Those here legally are citizens. Those illegally are getting a pass, but that should not happen. Those who are here as citizens are free to be educated in free public schools, free to worship whatever god or pagan idol you choose to worship, free to get a job and earn a living. Nobody in America today is here in chains. Nobody has been in chains since 1863, which by the way, if you're doing the math, is over 157 years ago. Anyone who is unhappy being in the United States of America today has the freedom to pack your bags and leave. Every single one of you. Thank you, Jimmy. That was pretty good stuff. And like I said, I did adapt it. It was actually a paragraph long and I went a little long, but it's the way I feel. And if you don't like it, you're free to leave. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is The Truth Hurts, available on Anchor.fm and other podcasting platforms. Anarchy, destruction of property, looting, violence, assault and arson, battery, terrorism, rioting, attacks on the police, on our Constitution. This is not peaceful protesting. This is illegal activity perpetrated by criminal animals, thugs with absolutely no home training. No respect for the law. No respect for our nation. This must end. The President needs to intervene. Now, call the White House at 202-456-1414, now and tell President Trump to end the anarchy. Tell our president that the time has come to end the violent protests, with force if need be. The time is now. 
before it all comes crashing down. Pay for by common sense. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hopefully, we've provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, but that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. That's how it works. When all is said and done, usually more is said than is ever done. So if you are actually going to go out and do something today, please make it a worthwhile endeavor. Until next time, this is the Truth Hurts Program.